Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. Hey everybody, it's Sathya Sam here and welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It is a pleasure to have you here. Um, you guys know, uh, if you've been listening for a little bit, that sometimes I'm outside uh, while I record. I kind of do this podcast a little bit on the fly, just depending on the date. So you're going to hear some background noise from time to time uh, during this podcast recording. Uh, just forgive me for that. But um, it is such a gorgeous day and being outside kind of inspires me, helps me get my mind clear and focused. So I think it's actually going to make the content better. Uh, there just might be a little bit of background noise. I have lots of uh, birds and that kind of thing in my neighborhood. Um, I want to talk about uh, a really interesting subject, um, a subject that has, again, just surfaced lately. Uh, you know, some of these podcast episodes have just been based around, you know, questions that I'm getting asked by my clients and, um, and by, you know, people at speaking events or whatever it might be. And, um, and you start to just identify these themes and patterns. And to me, that's always a good sign that um, this is an important topic and that clearly there's not enough information about the topic. Otherwise, people wouldn't be asking questions about it. So uh, the subject at hand is being a good listener. And you know, if you've been in any kind of uh, romantic relationship, especially, I'm going to guess that at some point you probably received some constructive feedback about your ability to listen. Um, you may have heard words like, you just don't listen to me. You just, you just don't understand. How come, why, do, why do you never listen? If you listened, then you wouldn't be asking that or you would know this. Um, these are certainly words I've heard over the course of my uh, relationship tenures and being married. I do hear these words as well from time to time um, because for some reason, women want us to be good listeners. They want us to listen. And when we don't listen, it becomes problematic. Now, I'm not really talking exclusively about romantic relationships today. And I know that some of you, um, you know, maybe, maybe you don't have listening issues in that area of your life or you just don't have um, a romantic relationship, but it could be work relationships. It could be uh, family relationships. Listening is a invaluable skill and it, it really is, uh, nobody learns it naturally. Um, we, we kind of learn based on the models that are presented to us growing up and the skills that were then taught along the way. And so for me, I would say inherently I'm a bad listener. I, I like my mind is racing a million miles a minute. I can think about seven different things at once. And I like to kind of jump in and out of conversations. That's honestly like that is my mental tendency. That's, that's how I lean. And so I've had to really learn over the years how to actually just do this well and do this without, um, without being distracted to, you know, not be a distracted listener. Um, and I'm going to guess that most of you probably have those kinds of tendencies as well. You, you space out, you zone out. And even when you do really try to listen to somebody, uh, it's still possible that afterwards they feel like you didn't hear them. And that can be really, really frustrating. So I wanted to dig into this a little bit today. And, you know, it, it's funny, like this is a, a podcast about helping you get free of pornography, uh, walking in sexual integrity and freedom. So you think like, do we really have to talk about being a good listener? Like, is that really relevant? 
But the answer is yes, it is. And it, it, it's important for two reasons. The first reason is that being a good listener actually makes you a better person. Um, as in, you, you become a much more uh, selfless person, you become more relationally present, and you're able to contribute more to your meaningful relationships. And as we know, the driving factor for porn consumption is connection. It is the number one reason that people choose pornography. Um, and when we are really uh, craving porn or things like that, it is usually indicative that we are deprived of meaningful connection. So being a good listener is going to enhance your connections. And the second reason is that being a good listener, um, it actually makes you a better learner. And as you learn more about the people around you, you're going to learn more about yourself and you're going to increase your self-awareness as well. And so listening just has this fascinating effect on our, our consciousness of self and of others. And again, um, you know, I think probably the most important skill I can impart to you uh, in this podcast, you know, without getting to work with you in more of a, a coaching and professional environment, the best thing I can impart to you is the skill set of self-awareness. The, the more self-aware you are, the better your chances of recovery and success. So that's really what I'm going for here. And this is why I think you learning some listening skills could be really, really helpful. So, um, we're going to go through a couple secrets, a couple things that maybe people don't necessarily think about uh, when it comes to listening. But let me, just, um, let me just give one more angle on the whole subject before we dive into the practicals. I, I really believe that listening is actually a spiritual skill. And there is like, there's the obvious spiritual component of hearing God and hearing his voice. That, of course, is like, you know, textbook, like spiritual demonstration of the value of listening and being a good listener but i actually believe that um that god gave gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason and i think that we are made to spend a majority of our time listening uh being on the receiving end and this is really um it's becoming a foreign concept today because people are are able to express their opinions and voice their concerns so easily um, without, you know, anybody there. You know, like you can just go on your computer, type something into a forum, and yeah, you're going to have a back and forth. But the point is like, we, we are so quick to speak and we're very slow to listen. And I, I think it's a, actually a reversal of our, of our wiring. Like even biologically, having tw- two ears and only one mouth to me indicates like that God has, has designed us to be good listeners and that we are probably functioning optimally when we are listening. So without further ado, let's, let's dig in here and, and get to some of the practicals of being a good listener. Stephen Covey said it the best, and so I, I'm not going to try to rephrase it. Uh, I'm just going to use his verbiage because it was really, really solid. This is from his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's one of the most popular books of all time. I mean, he's just, he sold ridiculous amounts, uh, or yeah, ridiculous amount of copies of this book. Um, one of his seven habits is seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. This is the heart of every good listener. They seek first to understand, then to be understood. 
when you come into a conversation, an interaction with uh, any other person, regardless of the context, you will likely have things that you want to say, things you want to express. And if you don't come into the conversation with things that you want to share or express, at some point in the conversation, you will have things that you want to share and that you want to express. The heart of a good listener always shelves what they want to share so that they can prioritize what the other person wants to share. And it sounds so simple, it sounds so basic, um, and yet it is so hard to exercise. But the heart of every good listener says, I'm coming into this situation to listen. I'm coming into this situation to learn. I have things I want to share. I will express myself at some point, but first, I will listen. And this is like a a real-time example of sowing and reaping, where uh, by sowing the seeds of kind of listening, of giving the other person priority, what happens in the conversation is eventually they start to go, oh, wow, I've really been talking a long time. What do you think about it? Or, you know, they, 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 they suddenly want your opinion. And so what, what's amazing about this approach is that, number one, not only does it make for a much better interaction overall, but it means that when you are expressing yourself, the person actually wants to hear it. And that makes a huge difference. Like if you really care about what you're saying, if you really care about um, expressing yourself and being heard, then listening first is one of the best things you can do because it will position the other person in such a way that they will want to know what you think. They will want to hear from you. So I'll give you a great example. I have a good friend who's going through some major life transitions. He's making some big decisions. And, um, and to be fair, I'm actually going through some major life transitions right now and I'm making some pretty big decisions that you guys will probably be hearing about in the nearest future. And so we, we're both aware of each other's situations and I, I sent him a text to be like, hey, how are you holding up? Uh, let's, let's catch up, you know, let's, let's chat and see how things are going. And so we had a conversation and he, um, he spoke, like he, he spoke for a good probably 25, 30 minutes and he's sharing, you know, this and I'm like, wow, you know, that's really interesting and I'm asking another question and, um, you know, and so he's going more into this and he's going more into that and he's, you know, and, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm just trying to first understand his situation. I want to hear what's going on with his life. Now, this isn't like conflict resolution where we're, we're necessarily there to talk about the same thing. But we're still there to share each other's lives. And rather than me kind of leading with all of my exciting stuff, I'm putting him first. I'm, I'm seeking first to understand him. And after about 25, 30 minutes, he, his exact words were, man, I've been talking your ear off. What's going on with you, man? I know you got stuff going on. Give me an update. And it, to me, I, I love that, that point. I, I just love where it's like, oh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And and actually, I want to hear what's going on with you. And now I have an attentive listener. It's not, I'm not fighting for his attention. Um, he doesn't uh, maybe have stuff he wants to share as well. So I know that he's, he's focused now because he kind of got everything off his plate and he feels like he's been listened to. Um, this to me is like, uh, it, it is leadership 101. This is what turns men into leaders is being a good listener. So, um, so seek first to understand, then to be understood. Okay, number, number two, our, our, our biggest secret weapon 
for being a good listener. You ready for it? It's just one simple thing. And if you can get really good at this, everybody that you know will see you as a good listener. And they may not be able to acknowledge it, but trust me, they will come to you and they will know that you will listen. Okay, there's only one thing, only one thing that you have to do. And it's simply this, ask questions. Ask questions. Even if you think you understand it, even if you're like, yeah, okay, I, I kind of, the, the dots are not fully connected, but they're close enough that I, I kind of get the idea here. Ask questions anyway. The, one of the best things you can do to affirm somebody else, to, to attribute value to what they're saying, and to show them that you really care is to ask questions about what they are sharing. So to use this example of my friend, he's, he's sharing about, um, you know, the situation and some of the relational tensions and the dynamics and we're talking through it. And I understand what he's saying. He, he's, he's articulate. And so there's, there's a decent level of clarity. But I'm asking questions anyway. So what, wait, well, what do you mean when you say that? Or what, what exactly does that look like? Because I have an idea of it, but there's still going to be details that he hasn't shared yet because he hasn't been given permission to and I haven't asked the question. But as soon as I pose the question, now he has permission to go there. Now he's sharing in more detail. And he has a, a, an awareness or an understanding that like, oh, wow, he really cares about this part. And now he gets to share more of it. Now, if we translate this to a marriage example, I'll be honest, I'm actually not as good at doing this with my wife. I I can become very presumptuous and I I kind of just assume, I either assume that I know what she means, which is a rookie mistake, or I I kind of am like, uh, I don't really want to know more about that. Like if I ask this question, um, then she's going to talk too long or too much or whatever. And, and those are both uh, horrible mi- mindsets, uh, not very helpful for a healthy marriage. I don't recommend them, but they're honestly, they're just things that I'm working through. And, and, um, and so again, the, the only combatant to these, the only thing that you really need to engage in, the only thing I'm speaking to myself here, the only thing I actually really need to do in the situations is just suck it up, um, is forget those tendencies, uh, assume that whatever I think I know, I don't, and ask freaking questions. That's it. Just ask questions. And my wife loves being asked questions. She, she loves it. And the times when I actually do this, which I, I, I probably do this more than I give myself credit for, but I really do want to get better because um, it's my wife and, and she deserves better. Um, but when I do ask her questions, um, she, she loves it. She feels like I care. She feels like I'm interested. And, and she can kind of sense the difference between when I'm really trying to understand something and when I'm sort of just like I'm listening because I'm your husband and I have to. And, and so, again, questions is, is our key. And we want to get really good at asking questions. And it does not have to be much. So here are some really generic questions to get you started. If you're like, oh, I don't, I've never really done this before. What kind of questions do you ask? Um, very easy one is what did you mean by blank? What did you mean when you said this? Uh, second one, tell me more. Literally just, oh, tell me more about that. That sounds really interesting. Tell me more. Okay. What did you mean by blank? Tell me more about blank. Um, another question, I guess, tell me more about blank is not really a question, but you get the idea. Um, another question you can ask is how, how are you feeling about that? Or how did you make, how did that make you feel? Or if this is somebody who's maybe not particularly feely, 
then you ask, so what do you think of that? Or what do you make of all of it? Um, kind of the, the asking a, a question that gives them a chance to not just present their situation to you, but then to, to actually tell you how they're perceiving it and how they're experiencing the situation. So how, how are you feeling about everything? So that was actually one of the questions I asked my friend uh, after we, we spoke because he was kind of laying out all the details. You know, we got this thing going on with these people and, and these people have to decide on this. And, you know, we don't know what XYZ is going to is, is thinking about. And so we have to have a conversation with them. And, and, you know, for us, we obviously have to think through some of these things. And it's like, dang, you know, that's a lot, bro. How do you feel about everything? How are you handling it? Um, goes a long way. So uh, what did you mean by blank? Tell me more about blank or uh, how are you feeling or how, um, how are you thinking? What do you think about everything? Three great questions. Again, almost any situation, you can ask these questions back and it's going to go a long way. Okay, we got two more secrets and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, our next secret is paraphrasing. And paraphrasing is a great, great skill to have. Does not require much. Um, but let me just give you a really simple example. Um, you know, my wife and I are having a conversation. Um, we're, we're just talking about each other's days. And so she's, um, she's saying, yeah, uh, you know, I went to work today. Uh, work was actually pretty stressful today because I was working with um, we'll just call her Hannah. I was working with Hannah today and she kind of intimidates me. Uh, she's just a little bit scary and I'm kind of on edge when I'm around her. It makes me a bit more anxious. I feel like she's looking over my shoulder and I, if I do something wrong, she's going to call me out on it or make a big deal of it. And, um, so it was, it was hard. It was really hard for me to just relax. Good husband, Sathya, if he paraphrases well, will say something to the effect of, Wow, so I guess when, when she's there, it's, it's really hard for you to actually relax and enjoy your job. That's it. It's, it's, it's using almost exactly her words, but just reframing it. And she goes, yeah, it, you know, or she'll, she'll either go one of two ways. So, and again, this doesn't have to be in a marriage context. The person will respond one of two ways. They will either agree and they will talk more about it. Yeah, like I, I just, I can't seem to focus. Like I can't, I just can't enjoy my work. Like when I'm working with, uh, with Carol, then it's fine. I can work with her no problem. But, um, you know, but it's just when Hannah's there, it's, um, it's a different story. It's a different experience. So either they're going to agree with it and they're going to elaborate, or if you didn't quite capture the essence of it, they're going to correct you. But either way, because we are seeking to understand the person, remember our first secret, we're seeking to understand the person. It's a win. It's a win because we're going to gather more information. We're going to gain a better understanding. And that person is going to feel like you are making an earnest effort to understand them. So paraphrasing is great. And if, if you're just starting out or, or this is something you're not really that great at, the biggest mistake people make paraphrasing is they try to use their own words. Don't use your own words. Use primarily their words. You can make some adaptations here and there, but start with their words. And you might feel like they're going to they're gonna notice that I'm literally just saying their words back. Yeah, that's what they want. That is how they feel understood. That's how they actually feel listened to. When they hear it in their own words, they're like, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And oh, wow, you understand it as well. So don't overcomplicate this thing. Don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself. Um, keep it simple and start with their words. And, you know, this is like, I mean, cl clinical psychologists learn these kinds of therapies or these kind of techniques rather in their therapies um, because it, it really is that simple. So don't overcomplicate it. 
use their words, paraphrase what they said. Okay, that's our, that's our third secret. So the last one, and this is going to kind of tie it all together. So we have seek first to understand, then to be understood. We're going to ask questions. We're going to paraphrase. And the last thing we're going to do to be world-class listeners in our relationships is we are going to eliminate distractions. So especially when you are having, um, you know, maybe more important conversations. Okay, this isn't like casual. Um, although even in a casual environment, you should still be doing this. Eliminate distractions. Really, um, you know, put your phone away. Uh, it don't, don't have things going on in the background. Uh, make listening a priority. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to put some things down, put some things away. There might be some things that you're really stressed about and you're thinking about and you're, you're trying to sort of process those things while you have this conversation. Don't do it. it, it it's so tempting. And, and the problem is we get away with it all the time. And because we get away with it, we think it's okay or we think it's really not that bad. It is that bad. It, it's going to make you a bad listener. And what, what usually happens is if you are willing to just sacrifice some of those things that you need to think about, if you're willing to put them off for just a few minutes of really high quality intent listening, you get the time back anyway to then take care of those other things that were on your mind. But if you are distracted, usually what happens is you have a low quality experience with the person. It goes on longer than it needs to. And then everything kind of gets done with mediocrity. But if you make listening the priority, if you eliminate the distractions, uh, it can go a long way. So, you know, I, I'm, I, I would say I'm still learning, like growing in this one as well. And um, sometimes I catch myself, you know, um, on my phone while I'm talking or I catch myself uh, opening other tabs while I'm on a Zoom call, that kind of thing. Uh, I really am trying to eliminate those. The fewer distractions you have, the better. And one of the things that's been really helpful for me is when I get a call, I'll change my environment. So uh, I work in my office several hours a day. Usually a call comes in, I, I answer the call and immediately I get up and I get out of the office. And it just allows me to give that individual my undivided attention. I don't have my laptop around to be distracted and um, I have AirPods. So usually I put the AirPods in, phone's in my pocket, my hands are free and I'm just trying to pay attention. Now, the other side of this um, in, a, in a physical environment, which obviously we're going to start experiencing more now that the world is kind of recovering, is, uh, is watching your body language. And uh, again, this really goes a long way to just showing that you're not distracted. Uh, it means like giving them really good eye contact, nods, um, and even just keeping your body square to the individual really shows that you're paying attention and that you want to listen. So uh, another time we'll have to do like a master class on this. I think it's a really important subject. And as you can see, I'm quite passionate about it. Uh, but these are, uh, these are some secrets that you can use to start out in your journey to becoming a better listener and to ultimately experiencing meaningful connection in your life so that you can make better choices and that you're not lured in by the temptations of pornography, lust, and all of those things. So to summarize our four secrets to being a good listener are number one, we seek first to understand, then to be understood. That is the heart of every good listener. Number two, we ask questions. We ask questions, questions that might seem dumb or trivial. We ask them anyways, knowing that they help us accomplish our first goal, which is for them to feel understood. 
Number three, we paraphrase. We paraphrase what they say to show that we understand and to get any clarification where it might be necessary. We paraphrase. And if you're starting out, we paraphrase using their words. We don't put any pressure on ourselves to come up with our own language. We paraphrase using their own words. And fourth, we eliminate distractions and we, uh, we monitor our body language, our nonverbal communication. So uh, a little bit of a twofer there, but, um, but we eliminate distractions and we ensure that we are physically present. Uh, depending on the format, uh, on a digital environment, it just means um, you know, focused eyes. Uh, and if you can look at the camera and in a physical environment, it means you're facing them. It means you're giving them lots of eye contact, smiling, nodding, all of those kinds of things, empathizing with them as they share and as you listen. And what happens as you become a good listener is people then want to listen to you and the quality of your interactions go up dramatically as a result. So I hope this helps you become a better listener. Uh, I hope this adds some value to uh, your relationships, your marriages, um, your, you know, relationships with your colleagues and coworkers, family, wherever it might be. We all have relationships and in every single one of them, we can always strive to be better listeners. And lastly, I hope this helps you become a man of integrity, a man of confidence, and a man who thrives in his relationships and really everything he does. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome day, guys, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.